Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Turn up your Turn up volume. your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. The Sick Podcast. With Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire back to Lafleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> there is a ball. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la victoire des Canadiens. You found the dogs. John, you found the dogs. He found the dogs. And all together, they worked the young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground. Your premier gaming destination. It's going to be sick. Marinero on this Thursday night. How's everyone doing? It is one minute past 10 o'clock. The Montreal Canadiens played in Ottawa and they got absolutely obliterated tonight versus the Ottawa Senators. A lot of you are probably going to be very upset. You're probably going to be surprised as to uh, what kind of mood I'm going to be in. Uh, I'll just tell you right off the bat, I saw this coming from a mile away, and I'm going to tell you in just a couple of minutes as to why I saw it coming from a mile away. The Sick Podcast, of course, brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group, a leading full-service logistics provider, serving all of North America, driven to be different. Also brought to you by these guys right here, Brood in Quebec, and a winner of a dozen international awards. Yes, I'm talking about Labitte de TB, offering quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. Labitte de TB, embrace your true nature. Also brought to you in part by Playground. Over 30,000 square feet of new gaming, dining, and entertainment space. It's time to reacquaint yourself with Playground. World-class sushi, AAA steaks, live shows, a brand new poker floor, and so much more. And even my buddy Danny with the yellow tie, located just over the Mercia Bridge. Only minutes from downtown Montreal. Playground. Playground. Experience the strip without the trip. And of course, uh, the Sick Podcast also brought to you in part by Accent Insurance Solutions. I say hello to my buddy, Ted Harmon, and uh, you give them a call for all your insurance needs, whether it's home, whether it's uh, business, or whether it's automobile. Uh, every time I uh, think of them, I think of my buddy, Sergio Momesso, war number 36 for the Montreal Canadiens. Call them today at 514-363-3636. The Montreal Canadiens, once again, go into Ottawa, and they lay an egg. They lose by a score of 6-2, to two, and I would imagine a lot of you watching right now on YouTube Live, Facebook Live, and Twitter Live are absolutely fuming, and I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. These damn Montreal Canadiens, once I thought I had them figured out, you know what? I do not. 
because they end up beating the good teams and they end up losing versus the not-so-good teams and actually sometimes getting annihilated versus the terrible teams. And you probably have the uh, Ottawa Senators in the terrible teams category, especially if you take a look at where they are in the standings. Without further ado, let's bring in former NHLer. We do some work together on TVS Spot in terms of I'm a collaborator on the same show that he is. Philippe Boucher, comment ça va? Bonsoir, Tony. Ça va bien, toi? Ça va très, très bien. All right, okay. I saw this one coming yep. from a mile away. I did. Believe me, when I tell you that, I saw this one coming from a mile mm-hmm. away. Why do you think, before I tell you why, I saw yep. this one coming from a mile away? You tell me. I'm not sure what your reasoning is behind it. I don't want to be all negative, and I, I, I guess people that are watching, people that are calling you, and, and you're, you're expecting it. People will be upset about tonight. I'm not saying I saw it coming from a mile away, but it is okay. Montreal has performed really well. Montreal has played well. The young players have done well. The, the goalies have done decently lately. Why are we like, you know, goaltending's been solid, power plays better. All in all, Montreal Canadiens are playing better. They're better than expected, according to me, so far this season. But I'm curious yep. to see or to hear why you exactly knew about. Well, I, I'm, and I'm going to tell you in just a second here, and I'm real curious yeah. to get your opinion because, of course, you would know what I'm yeah. going to bring up. You would know about it a lot more okay. than I would because you lived it and I never did. For Agnello Sammy okay. and Juliana back at Master Control, please bring up the January schedule for me, please. Please. Reason number one, you Three, give four. everything and beat the Edmonton Oilers on Saturday yep. night. You know, all the, the juice there out of the lemon. Yep. You give everything. You play a real solid game, one of your best mm-hmm. of the season, especially defensively. A couple of nights later, you go up against the Colorado Avalanche. Nobody in the city is giving you a chance because yep. everyone's saying, ah, you know what, that was probably a fluke versus Edmonton. There's no way they're going to be able mm-hmm. to do it two games in a row. Uh, and uh, and uh, Nathan McKinnon and, and Rantanen and Kill McCarr yeah. and all those guys coming in, and you do it. You beat the Colorado Avalanche. Mm-hmm. So after that game on Monday, you travel and you make your way to Jersey, and I would imagine that you would get yourself yeah. into Jersey in the early hours of Tuesday morning. So you practice on Tuesday, and on Wednesday night, you got your Wednesday morning, you got your morning skate. Wednesday night, you play the mm-hmm. Devils, and you have a 2 nothing lead. They battle back. Now you have to dig deep, some character. You end up getting that game-winning mm-hmm. goal, four and a half minutes left. Now you're feeling pretty good about yourself, right? You have three straight yeah. wins. And, uh, and, and, and so uh, then you leave Jersey. And you make your way to Ottawa. And I get it. It's not the it's not the longest travel in the world. Okay, I get that. Yep. Um, uh, you uh, hold on a second. Did I say they beat Edmonton? No, they didn't beat Edmonton. Yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, okay. You said that, but they, they got a point. That was a big point. You got a big point. Five right? out, five out of six. So sure. Okay. Damn. All right. Okay. So they they lose that game versus Edmonton. Yeah. I'm looking at their schedule right now, and I see the red. Yeah. I thought the red was the home. Uh, mm-hmm. And not the uh, it's just an overtime loss. Okay, uh, but you 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 give everything versus Edmonton. You beat the yeah. uh, Colorado Avalanche. Let's bring it back up, please, because I'm already I'm I'm, I'm rattled tonight. I'm rattled. Okay, let's <laughs> bring it back up. You beat the Colorado Avalanche. You beat yeah. the uh, New Jersey Devils. You get into Ottawa, and you would have to think it's probably early in the morning on Thursday morning. So three games in four nights, 
travel included. Yeah. This for me is reason number one. Reason number that. two. Yeah. Reason number two. The players have laid an egg for Ottawa thus far this season. They've laid an egg. I would imagine that they know that this is a pretty special game for their wow. coach, Jacques Martin, and for their owner, Michael Landlauer. I don't know if this has yeah. any bearing whatsoever. But I hope just so. add it all up. And, I, you know, on three games and four nights, they're going to be tired. Yeah. They're going to make mistakes. And who do they put in goal? Their least experienced goaltender. Wow. I just I saw this one coming. I agree with you on that. Like and and it can Montreal take anyone lightly? I don't think so. They shouldn't, right? They're they're a rebuilding team. Mr. Molson told us yesterday, clearly that the two or two days ago, that clearly this is the first time ever in franchise history that we're rebuilding. So you can't take anyone lightly, but it happens. Right, you played three. New Jersey has been through some injury problems. They're they're a very good team in the NHL. Colorado obviously is a Stanley Cup contender again this year, and 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 Edmonton is going to push to be that after a false start this year. But when you take a team lightly, I remember on GC about a month ago, we or a week ago, yeah. we talked about Winnipeg, and Winnipeg in December lost only three games, if I'm not mistaken, to Montreal that they could take lightly, to San Jose, and to Chicago. So it happens. It's human nature. Can Montreal do that? No, they can't take anyone lightly. But yeah. three three games in four nights with high like four four big games because Ottawa is a big game. It's the first time they played yeah. Ottawa this year. But it is a rivalry. Yeah. It's not you know it's not the Montreal versus the Nordiques that we used to have. But eventually, yeah. let's hope it's going to be a true rivalry between the two of them. Uh, but uh, hey, you know it's I'm, I'm not too worried about tonight's game. And you you, you went to Primo. You talked about Primo. It is the least experienced goalie. You should only have two goalies, not three. I think they, they still made the right decision that way. Hopefully, they can squeeze a little something out of Jake Allen if they trade him to a Stanley Cup contender. But Primo, yeah. it was a tough night for him tonight. When I watched, when yeah. I, I, I saw all the goals go in, he's, he's, I think he's an NHL caliber backup right now. But his hands, the, the blocker side and the glove side, or AHL caliber right now when he when he's in, when he goes against a team when you when the team in front of him is not playing all that well to give quality chances no. his hands are a little bit slow it, it's a problem for him about uh, two weeks ago I think he gave up five goals or four or five goals on the glove side I think the NHL teams are scouting them really well uh, maybe it wasn't the best night to give him a start uh, but uh, again I'm not too worried about it Montreal's done yeah. well. Uh, well, what I'm really curious about is what's next. What are they going to do? What's Colorado going to do? Obviously, what's Edmonton going to do? And, and what's uh, Ottawa going to do at the trade deadline? But I'm very yeah. interested about the team that we talk about all the time on your show, on GC's show, and that the people are listening to us. What is Montreal going to do? Are, gonna, are they going to trade Savar? Are they going to trade Allen? Are they going to trade Monaghan? I'm very curious about what they're going to, what's next for them because. It, it's uh, it's very positive to me what's been going on with all the injuries over the last couple of weeks. All right, okay. Uh, it's funny, you know. It's funny because you said they probably took him lightly. It's the first things that yeah. it's the first words that came out of Michael Matheson's mouth. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, he said uh, he said we thought it was going to be a walk in the park, and yeah. uh, and he goes, we shouldn't have thought that, but that's what we thought. Then yeah. Matheson also said we got in late, Ottawa didn't play last night, unlike us who did. Having said that, he said, 
We had to find a way, and we didn't. Boom. They go to Cole Caulfield right away in the locker room after the game. Cole Caulfield says, back-to-back is always tough. Travel was tough, but the league doesn't care. But he did add, we shot ourselves in the foot tonight. Travel is tough. Did they ever play all West? Like when we play in Dallas, you had you know you would you would play in L.A. and have a three two hours time change and come back and be home at five and play the next day. Travel is not really tough in the NHL when you travel in private planes and eat sushi on the plane. So that's I don't like the fact that they might give be given excuses because it's it's not a tough travel schedule, but it is a tough schedule where we just talked about you know four big games, three games in four nights. It's not very it's not easy for for. Uh, for a young yeah. team, but uh, that being said, um, Montreal. When, when when you look at the standing right now, where they are, to me, I'm surprised. The one thing that I'm not too surprised about is their record on the road. The Montreal Canadiens are having a very good record on the road, right? They're, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it would have been it could have been 11, 11, 7 and four, but they're 10, 10, 8 and four. And the reason yeah. behind that is when you have a very when you have a very young team. And you go on the road, it's an environment that it is controlled. You have curfews, you gotta wake up for practice, you gotta be on, you gotta be there on time, you gotta have lunch together. It's very a controlled environment. So I'm not surprised that the Montreal Canadiens are having a good record on the road. Uh, can they do that at home? It's a little bit harder when you have a city like Montreal where they where the kids can do whatever they want. But to me, I'm very surprised of how of how they they've handled the schedule of the handled everything because we talked about that on the last podcast. It was a very very tough schedule for them at Christmas time, right? Seven games in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. They did well. Well, it was, bro- it well. was yeah. broken up and yeah. it was yeah. broken up before the holidays and after the holidays, yeah. obviously. But yeah. yes, it was seven road games. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, you know, the, the, I'm not surprised, like you said, the tough schedule. It, it's nice. It's good to see that Mike Madison. He's been around. He's been, you know, he's he's one of the veteran yeah. guys on the team. He's a leader, and we took them lightly. I, I like the honesty on the side of the players, and they know they can't do that, and they won't do it next game. But it, it's nice to see that uh, they can freely say what they want, what they feel, yeah, and that they, they'll do things to correct it. He said we thought it was going to be a walk in the park. Okay, so before That's we get not- to the score sheet and yeah. breaking down the individual goals and dissecting players and the way they play tonight. Let me ask you this. Yeah. As a guy who did it for a living, the three games in four nights, yeah. what are, what's harder to deal with? Yeah. Is it the physical fatigue or is it the brain shutting off at one point because of the mental fatigue? It depends. And then you can put the injuries, the bumps and bruises and all that, the traveling, but to me, when I played in the minors, you don't see that in the NHL. Although I played four games in four nights combined, two games in the AHL and two games in the NHL, the last one being in Quebec City in front of my friends and family where I was falling asleep after the game. It's tough. And But when I was in the minors, three and three, the third game was always my best one because I, I wouldn't think. You're tired, you just play. But most teams in the AHL play three and three. So I had most of my best games three and three, but when you go like that, it, it all depends. It, it, it's uh, to each his own. Why was it tough for Primo tonight? Well, he only played tonight, right? So he didn't play three out of three yeah. out of four. 
uh, and they, they do play a lot of minutes. The first line plays a lot of minutes. Slavkovsky's not used to play 19, 20 minutes a night, three and four. Same thing for Caulfield. Suzuki's played a lot of minutes. Uh, we do now, I think we do now in Montreal have a first pair with uh, Madison and Gooley, but they played, what, 27 and 24 last night, and I'm not too sure tonight they probably played around that that same so same kind of method. So it, it is uh, it, it to each his own. And, and, and when you're a young player, do you eat well? Do you hydrate well? Do you do you get your rest? And it's a uh, it's a uh, for a veteran team, it's a lot easier to play those three and four and traveling and not use traveling as an excuse. For Montreal, it's a learning experience. All right, let's bring up uh, the lineup if we can. There we have it. Suzuki, Slavkowski, Caulfield, first line. Evans, Gallagher, RHP, second. Monaghan, Armia, Roy, third. Stevens, Yulinen, Pazetta. Matheson, Gouli. Uh, Gouli, once again, playing the right side of defense. Struble, Savard, Harris, and Barron. And it was Caden Primo in goal. All right, okay, let's go to the score sheet if we can. Period number one, eight minutes and 40 seconds into the game. Canadians catch a bad break here, okay? The puck goes to Sean Monaghan. He's within a couple of feet of the net. He shoots. He rings it off the crossbar. The rebound comes out to Slavkowski. He fans on it. The puck ends up the other way. Ottawa's on a counterattack. Brady Kachuk left-handed shot coming down the right wing. This one beats Primo far side, but just over his pad and under his blocker. I thought this was a very bad goal to give up for the opening goal of the game. I agree. And and, in Monaghan, what a play. And in short side, there's two ways, two places you should put a puck when you're not from the blue. I used to be a defenseman, right, with one-timers. You try to beat goalies with power and screens in front. But once you get below the top of the circle, there's two shots that are very, very hard to stop. Short side, top shelf. Monaghan tried it, hit the post, and then uh, Slavkowski missed it and then goes the other way with Kachuk. And over the pad block side, blocker side, right over the pad, is a very hard shot to stop. I understand that. I, t- I, I, I was learned. They taught me that when I was a player. That's what I used to say to my players when I was a coach in junior. But to me, it wasn't a very good goal. It, it was the, the game tonight was exactly the image of that 30-second sequence. You have a very good chance to score. You miss it. They go the other way. It's in the back of the net. And nothing wrong with Primo. I, I like him a lot, but he was he wasn't his best night. And that was uh maybe the, the way that the game was gonna be played out for the rest of the night. Yeah. Stutzler makes it two nothing uh about two and a half minutes later. Caulfield yeah. narrows the lead to two one, which is one that Corpisalo would like to have back. You think it yeah. was in his glove and out of his glove and trickled yeah. into the net. They go to period number two. Chartier makes it uh three one for the Ottawa Senators. Tarasenko makes it 4-1 after two. On to period number three we go. And it's a Matthew Joseph making it 5-1. It's Kelly making it 6-1 in an empty net. We'll get to that in a second. And Pozzetta, who yeah. had a fight earlier in the game and actually yeah. did well, trying to wake up at his the right teammates, time. trying to get them. Yeah, well, maybe a couple of goals too late, but I still thought, you know, it was, it was I understood why he did it. I understood why he did it, and he did it well. Wasn't it two one at the time? It was two nothing? They scored a goal, and then uh, it was two one at the time. He, he's because he had fights before in the year that you wonder why you went. But tonight, I think the time was right, but the the team didn't answer. Yeah, I uh, I, I thought I I got the impression that it was uh, 
that it was uh, it was later uh, than that. It was in period number two. So uh, could have been. Uh, when was it? Uh, he tried. He tried to look for it in period number one. Uh, he was going with uh, with McEwen anyway. I'll have Agnello and Sammy yeah. and Juliana at Master Control bring it up, and they can send it. Uh, they can send it off to me. Um, yeah. Okay, at um, at five one. Yeah, the um, the Canadians pull the goalie in a four on four to try and make it a five on four, and the Ottawa Senators, as you see there, Kelly ends up making it six one. Somebody asked about it in uh, in the YouTube live. Uh, let's yeah. see who it was exactly. I think it was. Uh, uh, let me see. It was. I should have it here. Uh, it was because I just I want to be able to acknowledge him, uh, whoever it was. Hold on a second. It was I think it was Chris. I think it was Chris who brought it up and he said, what do you guys think? Now, I'm going to tell you something. I recognize Chris's name. He texts often. It's uh, um, Christopher Rolls. OK, he's not the president of the Marty St. Louis fan club. You should know that. OK, <laughs> so he's not happy with Marty doing it. I say this. Yeah. Who cares? The game's over, man. I I the don't know. Over. See, I'm I'm sitting here in Florida my, with my mom and my aunt and my girlfriend were watching the game, and my mom goes, "Are they really doing that?" I'm like, "Well, I, I don't know. I, I used to coach, and I had to make those decisions. And to me, at three one, you take the goalie out in, in most circumstances, in all circumstances. But four one, not really. Five one." I understand you're not shorthanded that they can't throw it at the at the other end, but to me, yeah. It, 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 but if you're gonna try it, if you're gonna if you're gonna, because you know, certain coaches have started that when they, they take the goalie out with six seven minutes more at a three four one score. I don't yeah. like it myself. It, it was I there was no way, even if yeah. Montreal scores, you think the goal, there was no way you're gonna win that game. You have nothing's yeah. clicking. Uh, you don't feel when you feel something coming and that you're playing yeah. well, you deserve better and, and you get momentum, yeah. you can do it. But at that time, personally, I don't like it. And as a player, you're, you're on the ice. Oh, there goes another minus on, on my stat sheet. You know, why are we doing this? But uh, okay, but, uh, but, but one thing is, yeah. Yeah, if I can, is it is it possible that St. Louis, there's two things that one, He's trying to send the message that, hey, you know what? I, I, I'm going to keep going for it, right? For me, you know, yeah. you guys might think the game's over, but I don't. I'm going to still yeah. go for it, number one. Number two, is it possible that he's trying it not because of tonight's game, but because of a game down the road, and he's trying something to see if he needs to do it in another game that's a little bit more yeah. meaningful down the road, that he's it's kind of like a practice type of thing. It could be, and then you know, was was four and four. You go five on four. Maybe you want to work on your power play. A few things you want to see. You want to see a player in certain circumstances. I, I maybe that's the only reason why he did it, and and maybe we think he did it to try to win the game. Maybe he's just trying to work on something. Uh, only only he has the answer. I, I don't like that. I, I've never done that when I was a coach. I didn't really like it as a player. But um, you know, there there's four coaches behind the bench. There are four good guys running the team, and Martin Saint Louis especially, and he did it for a reason. Uh, but I, personally, I don't like it all that much. But hey, one thing, like when I 
I used to coach uh Bantam team and I went to a junior team and my I mm-hmm. struggled with two things neutral zone forecheck and changing my goalie. Martin Saint Louis went from a Peewee team to an NHL team and he's a hell of a coach. I like him a lot. I like what he does with Montreal. I know the neutral zone probably is being is being run by someone, but taking mm-hmm. taking the goalie out to switch momentum is his responsibility. Do you remember at any time that Montreal went from a, one goalie to another in the second period just to change momentum to try to win a hockey game? Well, it's funny. I don't you're remember that. that. I don't ever remember that. that. Because when you're talking about changing momentum, there's another thing that yeah. I uh, that I realized that was not done tonight, and and it's a point well taken when you said all the time. Look, he had an opportunity to pull his yeah. goalie. He did not. Yeah. He had an opportunity to call a timeout. He did not. He had an opportunity to change up the lines. He did not. Well, but maybe Mar- Marty had the same opinion that you did mention earlier in the show that it was going to be one of those nights. No, we, we squeezed a lemon. We got the most out of it. We got all the juice out of it. Tonight's going to be a tough night. I'll just roll my lines. I'll keep the guys together. I'll, I'll, I'll go one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. I'll play six D's because we have another big game coming up. Maybe that's what, uh, that's what he thought. Uh, it was, you were right. Uh, the Pizzetta fight was in the first at 1858. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and a, good one. Uh, a good one. Point well taken. You're right. The timing was good. I thought I'd come a little yeah. bit late. The timing, the timing was actually perfect. He's done really well for himself. Hey, by the way, George Larac probably has to go down as uh, one of the best fighting coaches, uh, in all of <laughs> hockey because, yeah. uh, he, you know, we know that he gave Pizzetta a few tips and ever since yeah. he did, I, I don't think he's lost a fight this season. Hey, if George Rock would have taught me how to fight, I would have listened. Listen, I used to play yeah. against him. I stayed away. I just stayed away. George, do your things. Go against Matt Johnson. You guys can do your things. I'll stay away. But uh, no, Pizzetta, like, it's one of those guys. And when Marty at the training camp was said, you got to find a chair. If I'm not mistaken, he was injured in training camp. He played maybe one or two preseason games, but he had a chair. <laughs> he was on the team. No matter what he did in training camp, he had a, he had a chair. And he has to be a good teammate. There's a reason why he's there. He has to be liked by his teammates. And and, and he has a role that not too many people want to do. Jack I was there to help him out. Jack yeah. I is a lot tougher, I think. But yeah. uh, listen, there's a reason he's there. And he, he's, he's he's played some decent minutes. A, a few times uh, about a month ago, uh, Montreal yeah. went down a couple of players. And they had to play him bigger minutes. And he did okay. So... Uh, I don't mind him being in the lineup. Good fight tonight, and I'm sure he's well-liked by his teammates. I want to read you a text message that came in from my buddy Mario right at the end of the game. All right, all right? At 9.42 p.m., he sent this, right as soon as the game was over. Salut, Tony. Avec ce que je vois ce soir, je crois qu'on est rendu à l'étape de faire passer Primo au balotage. On a mis assez de temps sur ce gars-là. Il est devenu une distraction pour l'équipe. Toute la situation des trois gardiens a assez duré. C'est démoralisant pour l'équipe d'avoir un gars comme Primo jouer comme ce soir depuis le début du match. Si une équipe le repêche, ce sera tant mieux. Primo est devenu une distraction pour l'équipe en ce, en ce qui me concerne. J'ai même l'impression que les joueurs sont en train de passer un message à Kent Hughes. C'est démoralisant pour l'équipe d'avoir un gars comme Primo jouer de la sorte. Personnellement, ça me scie. Les deux jambes, qu'en penses-tu? All right, okay. So long story short, 
so I can translate. Mario yeah. says, I, I think it's time that the three-goalie system comes to an end. I think it's time that, you know, the Montreal Canadiens put Caden Primo on waivers. Uh, you know what? Uh, Primo playing the way he played tonight, uh, you know, it, I, I think he says, first of all, I think it's a distraction for the team. Uh, the, the whole three-goalie system has, uh, has, uh, has gone on long enough. I think it's demoralizing to see a guy like Primo playing the way he did since the beginning of the game. If somebody else picks him up on waivers, uh, so be it. Once again, I think it's a distraction. And I think the players are actually sending a message to Kent Hughes. I wrote back to him. I said, Mario, trois matchs en quatre soirs, voyage inclus, personne n'a bien joué pour le Canadien. Personally, I thought, I'm not going to make excuses for Primo. I didn't think he was good tonight, okay? No. But I thought they hung him out to dry. They kept on turning the puck over in the neutral zone, and it kept on being um, odd man rushes for Ottawa over and over and over and over again. And at one point, I think the Canadians gave up. Um, there's a lot in that text from Mario. Uh, listen, yeah. I, I don't think the players are sending the organization a message. When Allen is in net, do they want to do good for him because he's a good person and a good veteran? He's helping everyone out on the team. Sure. It's been tough for Allen, though. He hasn't won too many games. It's it, it, But I agree with Mario. One thing, it, it, it needs to end. The, the three-goalie the three system needs to end. It needs to end with the trade deadline. I never agreed with the decision all that much, but I think they still made the right decision. They found a number one goalie in Montembeau. Uh, according to me, they found out that Primo can be a backup, but a backup with 15-20 starts. Right, so at 15, 20 starts, yeah. can Montabo next year play 60 games? We don't know that yet. And can they get something out of Allen with the way he played and the, the amount of games that he played this year? Maybe. But uh, the one thing I would agree with Mario is that he needs to hand. And he needs to hand at the trade deadline. You need to make, you need to make decisions. I know Montreal has drafted a lot of goalies. They have goalies in, 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 in junior hockey. They have goalies in, in the – in the college hockey, they have goalies in Europe, but none of them are ready yeah. to step in within the next two or three years. Where Primo is not in the prime, but where was Montembeau at the same age? Was picked up on waivers right about that same yeah. age from Florida, yeah. right? And now yeah. he's a good NHL goalie. I think Primo yeah. has the same potential to be a very good NHL goalie, but you need to give them all the eyes they can get. And I think starting from the trade deadline on, those two guys will be the goalies for the Montreal Canadiens for the rest of the year and probably yep. the next two years. All right. So having said that, I want to bring up the schedule now for the rest of the month of January. Let's bring it up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here you go. On Saturday, they're in Boston. Now, yep. once again, that game in Boston will be their fourth game in six nights. Mm -hmm. And there's travel from Colorado uh, from Montreal to Jersey. There's travel from Jersey to Ottawa, and there's going to be travel from Ottawa to Boston. So it's four games in six nights, travel included. And the Boston Bruins, by the way, beat the Colorado Avalanche tonight. Tony, Tony they're going to be in Boston before we're done. I hear you. I get it. I get it. I understand that. I understand. Traveling that. is not that big. Yeah. But it's four games in six nights, though. It is. Yeah. Though. That, that I agree. Yeah. Okay, and I'll just, you know, they, they got Ottawa again on Tuesday, and then they got uh, at home in Montreal. They got the Islanders on Thursday in Montreal, yeah. 
And then they finish off the month of January by playing the Penguins in Pittsburgh on the 27th. My question to you, who's your goalie on Saturday and who's your goalie on Tuesday? <laughs> well, I think, you, oh, Jesus, that's a tough one. I, I would go with Jake well, Allen. Most of them going to get one and Allen's going to get one, right? I would, you, you, well, next game should be Jake Allen, right? On the road, Jake Allen in Boston. I think when you get back home, you go back to Montembeau. If Montembeau plays well against Ottawa, right, because it's very short logo, I think it's – I'll be at that game, yeah. by the way. Uh, if Montembeau plays oh, yeah. well yeah. in that one, well, play yeah. him against the Islanders. And if he plays well in that one, play him against Pittsburgh. That's my point of view. Now, from if you're going to go with a two-system goalie sooner or later – I know if, if yeah. the guy you want to sell, the guy you want to uh, promote to a contender or probably for a backup role, but it is Allen. You need to play him here and there. But Allen in Boston, probably because from his last start, he deserves it. Montembeau played well last night, well-rested when he gets to play Ottawa. And then after that, let the coaches decide who's playing well, who's giving us a chance to win. Okay. How, how does the team feel? Like, who, who gets to play on the first line? the best three players who gets to play in the power play, the best five offensive players that gets you a chance to score who should be in net, the best goalie when he's not tired. So okay, that's what I but, would do starting with Ottawa for the rest of okay. the year. Now. So let me throw this at you. All right. Do we agree that Jake Allen's going to be the one that's going to get traded? We know it's not yeah. multiple for yeah. sure. So it's either Allen or Primo. We both agree. Yeah. It's going to be Allen. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I understand. I understand that the Ottawa Senators look like uh, you know the the Soviet Union tonight. I get that. <laughs> I would think that on Tuesday they're going to be back to normal. Okay. Yeah. Because you want Allen to try and fetch you as much as possible, and you know and I know that on Saturday night's going to be a really tough game in Boston. If last game they played in Boston is any indication, they're going to be they're going to be in trouble. Okay. Yeah. Wouldn't you play Allen versus uh, the Ottawa Senators? You're, you know, whether it's Allen or Montembeau, chances are you're not winning in Boston. Even though it's a league where anyone could beat anyone on any any given night. Okay, so yes, I know. Are you saying that because you want to win the games against Ottawa, or you want Allen I want to try to increase Allen's value? Yeah, I don't think one game makes a difference. To be honest, if he goes okay. in, if he goes in Boston and plays well and he faces a lot of shots, whether he win or lose, does. I don't think at this time of the year, the only players playing right now, I think Savard's playing really well. Uh, he, he had injuries that can increase his value or the curiosity of a team to try to get him as a fifth or sixth defenseman, and he's a good teammate. Monaghan staying healthy and producing night after night, not tonight, but most nights, will increase his value a little bit because he's staying healthy. Not be, the, the teams they know, they've been scouting these players for years. They've had records since they've been in junior hockey or college hockey. So I don't think Jake Allen winning or losing next game will make a difference. And I, I don't think that's how they, they, they need to give him a certain amount of starts. But if I'm not mistaken, over the last month and a half, Jake Allen has had most of the tough starts before Last week when they gave a lot to Montembeau with uh, whatever uh, Edmonton or Colorado was. But I don't think – to me, I would give it to him because he deserves it. There's a certain rotation going on right now, so give it to Allen. But starting when they get back in Montreal, as you get closer to the deadline, I would give that game at home. You want to win in front of your fans. I think you want to – to me, if I was the 
not well. I guess if I was the owner, I would want to win in front of my fans. If I'm the GM, I would want to win in front of my fans. If I'm the coach, I would want to win in front of my fans, and as a player also. So I would go with Montembeau at home on Tuesday and run with him for a while if he plays well. I I've always said that the league has changed. Uh, the importance of having a tough guy in your lineup is nowhere close to what it used to be back in the 80s and the 90s. Mm-hmm. Ever since Jack Guy has been down in Laval, there was probably prior to tonight's game, there was probably one yeah. game that you probably thought, I think it was in Buffalo, where maybe the Canadians got roughed up a little bit and they probably could have used yeah. the presence. Did you think that Ottawa tonight was, and I know Pizzetta did well, but Ottawa had a pretty tough lineup tonight. Um, Brady Kachuk was skating around where he knew it was not going to be a problem for him. I know I'm looking yeah. ahead here, but would you think of bringing Jack Guy back on Tuesday? If he deserves it. And if somebody gets hurt and he's ahead of who's going to be out, you're going to take Aris out, Baron out, Kovacevic out. Big, I, I would yeah. not bring him up. Because, like, uh, can't you said, whatever, what, what, whether you're in junior hockey in in Laval or in Montreal, progression is important, right? I think as as a midseason uh, press conference, that's what he said. And I think right now, Jack, I in Mayu are are uh, better in Laval, playing big minutes. Did they turn the team around over there? They put them together. They're playing really well. Laval, it was a tough goal for them for for quite some time. So they're playing big minutes over there. I would bring Jack Guy when somebody's hurt and you can give him minutes. I would not bring him back to fight somebody and to give him five, six minutes. I would bring him back when, if you make a trade, if you trade Madison, you trade Savard, whatever, Gooley gets hurt, and now you need minutes. You need 15, 16, 17, 18 minutes out of him. Because that's what they ask him to do, right? They ask him to go there, make sure you can yeah. play in all situations, make sure you can you get better defensively so we can put you on the ice against anybody. And I would bring him back at the time when he's allowed to do that. I would not bring him back to, to fight who, who is he going to fight? Yeah. Kachuk? Kachuk's going to just laugh at him. Kachuk, Kachuk's yeah. not gonna fight him. It was a quiet night for Joshua Roy tonight after yeah. I thought a very good game for him yeah. in Jersey last night. He scored his first NHL yeah. goal. I actually thought, with a little bit of luck, he probably could have had a hat trick because I, I think mm-hmm. the goalie made a couple of good stops on him. He had some real good shots on net. It was a yeah. little bit more of a quiet night. What did you see from that line? By the way, I thought Armia was good tonight. What's four shots on goal for Armia? I thought Armia was pretty good tonight. Armia is an NHL player. I don't know why. Like you know, again, can't use at the uh, at the midway point of the season. The press conference said you don't want to send Jake Allen to the minors for respect. And I understand that, and he has more experience than than, uh, than Armia. But Armia, it was okay. You send him a message when you bring him up. He's an NHL player. He can help the Montreal Canadiens. You know what? Next year, even with a young team, you could have him on the right side of the third line, killing penalties and playing seven. He played 19 minutes against Colorado and Edmonton, just about you. So uh, you can bring him. You can keep him around. He's a very good player. As far as Joshua Hua, I like him a lot. And he's from like, listen, I was coaching the ramparts when the mini ramparts would come. And every year we used to host them on, on a morning skate and we would skate with them, practice with them. And they would get introduced on the ice in front of everybody before they played in the peewee tournament. And Joshua was the next one coming out of Quebec and I'm from Quebec. So I, 
was Joshua Watt deserving of a call-up at the time he got it? He wasn't playing his best hockey. Was he ready? I'm not sure. Is he capable of playing in the NHL? We all know that. He has a lot of talent. But is Joshua Watt going, willing to do everything to go inside? Why is Coalfield having some success right now? Not because Martin Saint-Louis told us a, bunch, a month ago or two months ago, Oh, yeah, we're yeah. spending some time with them to teach them how to play defense and be more responsible. No, 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 no. You're spending time with them to go inside, to play in the dirty areas, to go get to where the, the easy goals. And, well, they're not yeah. easy because you're going to get cross-checked. And Cofield's had some success. So whenever Joshua Wa on and off the ice, going to do what it takes. And when he's willing to go to those areas, he's going to score goals. I'm surprised at the end of the game when they took the goalie out. Or yeah. He had a one time, almost had a one time where he stopped it for a second. He never misses from there. And the ability that Joshua has is it's easier for him to play in the NHL than it is playing the American Hockey League because he can come, he can he can figure out Monaghan and Armia. He can get the the the, the, the uh, free space. He can make other people around him better. But it's going to take some time, and it's going to take a lot of commitment on his part to go to those areas, to the right things on and off the ice. And but let's hope he can do it because if Montreal ever wants uh, to find some offense, right? Like they get yeah. uh, Slavkovsky, Caulfield, the, all the young players in Ottawa scored last night. But they're going to need that in the future because I don't see too many players in Laval and offensive players forwards that he drafted other than him and the guys that we already have in Montreal that could make a difference. All right. Uh, there's something that caught my attention tonight. All right. And um, just an opinion here, right? I don't want to yeah. give it to Marty because uh, they had a bad game in their system. It happens. Midway through the game, this game was all but over. I know coaches don't think like that, but I, I think they should every now and then because you have to think about what's coming up next. What am I getting at? Mm -hmm. I think he had a chance to rest a couple of players in a game that was over. Nick Suzuki played 20 minutes tonight. Mike Matheson played 26 and a half minutes. I would have shaved some minutes off those guys tonight. Midway through the game, the game was over. No? I don't. Well, uh, but then those guys are used to play. It's not over-exaggerated as far as minutes for them. They're used to it. It's not a very – it wasn't that – physical of a game. I'm not saying they were easy minutes to play, but you know, Suzuki you will play on Saturday night, Phil. No. Am, am I, am uh, I, am I maybe reading too much into this three games and four nights, four games and six nights travel this, that, and you played, you know, I mean, I don't know, but I, just I, I don't think I, I was Madison at one time. I played one year. I think I had 27 minute average. And on a game like that, I would have played my 25, 26, Wow, uh, and not complain about it. Uh, you know, can Barron play more? Can Justin Barron play more in fourteen minutes tonight? You know, who? I, I don't know. They, 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 maybe they thought they were in the games. They, they still played those guys. I don't see. I don't see too many minutes. Uh, to me, to me, I would have played. I would have played Allen tonight. The only thing I question about decision. Uh, I, I would have played Allen. Montreal's on a good on a good roll. I, I like Primo a lot, but you're saying that the and I agree with that. They should showcase him a little bit. I would have yeah. played the veteran goalie tonight on a night that you know that it's going to be tough rather than the young goalies. Other than that, I don't I don't want to question. It, it, they roll the lines a little bit up front, yeah. and then when you do roll the lines, 
and he had a couple, you know, Pizzetta had his five minutes and all that. So you need to play some of the, wait, your second line is really a third line, right? When you yeah. think about it, Evans and Gallagher. And so obviously when you look down the bench, I was a coach once. So, okay, go again. <laughs> oh, okay, go again. So you go to Suzuki. Oh, maybe I should rest while uh, there's a penalty. Go again. That's kind of how it goes. And same thing on D. You like Baron, but while we don't want to be, it's 4-1. Yeah. I don't want to be embarrassed. Well, Madison, go again. It's kind of one of those, I think, that happened tonight. Yeah. Uh, once again, I, I think that, uh, by the way, this rivalry, I like this rivalry. Uh, there's, there's, there's a little something here between Ottawa and Montreal. Of course, we know that in the last decade, they played each other a couple of times in the playoffs. Uh, Ottawa won one series. The Canadians won another mm-hmm. series. But, Phil, this rivalry is really going to amp up over the next couple of years. Please ask me why. Uh, because you should ask have me picked, why. Uh, Brady right. or Kachuk before. Why? Because <laughs> at the draft, Go ahead. Yeah. at the draft, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I usually teams like to put a coach in place before the draft. Yeah. At the draft, at the Ottawa Senators draft table, will be their coach, who will not be Jacques Martin. I think Jacques Martin was brought in for a reason. They were going to get rid of their coach eventually. And Jacques is basically there taking notes, uh, seeing what he's seeing, and handing it off to Steos and handing it off to Ann Lauer and handing it off to Dave Poulin. Um, you know. I know where you're going. I. I think Patrick Waugh is going to coach the Ottawa Senators. I I don't disagree. Like uh, I I had I have, I'm all, I always had to be careful when I talked about Ottawa, but there was a lot of. I think GC is going to be the agent signing his contract, right? Because GC talks about Patrick going to the NHL all the time, every day. Again, yeah. today he talked about it for about twenty minutes, and I don't disagree yeah. with him. Uh, yeah. But. Uh, Last year, I always had to I be careful. My son, happen this time. I think it's going to happen this time. My son played in the in the Ottawa uh, organization for quite some time. He got sent down, so I had, always had to be careful what I said. But last year, I, I said it anyway when my son was there and the coach was uh, in place. And I said, if there's one place that Patrick Waugh, it makes a lot of sense that he would go. It's Ottawa, and I I still think I. I with you want to put people in the seats. Patrick can coach at the NHL level. Speaks French and English, obviously. Do, do what else? What else do I need to say? Right. So, wow, it, it would uh... to me. To, it, it would make sense, and it, it would it would eat up that rivalry. And hopefully, I have this standing in front of me. Right. I don't yeah. think Columbus will ever get out of it. But tenth place. What I have: Ottawa. I have Buffalo. I have Montreal. Jersey right above. Jersey is going to be a hell of a team before them, but that that should be the teams that are going to be battling when when it's going to be tough for Washington, tough for Pittsburgh, tough for Tampa, tough for Toronto if they know don't win, they blow it all up. Those are the teams that we're going to be talking about. So maybe in yeah. three or four years we're going to have those playoff series like we've seen. Whatever it was, a temp, Tampa and Tampa and in uh, Toronto all the time, or whatever, or, yeah. or Boston. Then we might yeah. get to see Ottawa and Montreal at it all the time, and with Patrick behind the bench, I think it would be uh, yeah, it would be exciting, and it would bring a lot of people. On Jeez, the 
that's uh, that was an uncomfortable situation you were in last year with your son playing for the uh, Belleville Senators. <laughs> is he? Uh, yeah. Is he's in Three Rivers? Is he not? Or yeah, yeah, he's back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's he doing? Uh, that's good. Uh, yeah, that's really good. Go from uh, AHL to ECHL, how's he handling it? Uh, uh, Phil? Yeah, he's doing good. Yeah, he's 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 doing really well down there. He likes it in Three River. He, he's playing a lot of minutes. He's putting a lot of points. He's hoping to get another chance. Ottawa said he might call him back up. Lavelle lost his number, I guess. So I think he could be. That's another. <laughs> I got to be careful what I say, but with you, I can say just no, no. Listen, right? hold on a second. I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it for you. Okay, I'll yeah. say it for you. Um, he's um, he's um, he's a kid mm-hmm. who I'm sure a young man. I'll call him because he's in his mid twenties. Yeah. Um, that you. I'm sure he would love to play for the Laval Rocket, yeah. and uh, he would wear the jersey with a lot of pride. He knows he knows what it means. Uh, I would imagine it would bring out the best of him, knowing that it would be mm-hmm. one call up to the Montreal Canadiens, which would probably be a dream come true. And uh, and uh, Dad would like to see it happen. And you're probably disappointed that it hasn't happened yet. You don't have to say anything. I mean, I would feel the exact same way if I was you. I think. I'm, I know the game, so I'm not disappointed, but I think he would deserve it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. No, listen. Uh, yeah. And I and I, and I hope... And they're, I hope. they're anywhere, but he's having fun. He, you know, he, he loves the game. Uh, he's debating yeah. going to Europe, but I think he, he still has a dream to play, I'll say, one NHL games or more. Uh, he's doing yeah. well. They're, they're being treated really well in Three River. He's having some success there. He had he had a, a, actually a good streak when he was in in uh in uh, belleville but the yeah. coach was really honest with them that uh when when management come down that's not the guy they want to see they want to see the prospect they want to see the draft picks and he knows he's you know listen he, he was raised into the hockey hockey family he knows how it works so he's just looking yeah. for another opportunity belleville laval or elsewhere so let's hope he gets it well uh you know i'd love for it to be laval for him and uh uh, give it another year, year and a half, and, and keep plugging away. And if it doesn't happen, if uh, he should end up in Switzerland, it's not a bad life based on oh, what I hear. I know a lot of people that have played there. Go there. As, as, a lot of people played there. They actually it. like the life almost better than the National Hockey League, right? What is it? Uh, uh, What's the time your, change uh, to be on your show if I go there? Six uh, hours? I know. I, yeah, yeah, it's probably six hours, I'll I think. On. Yeah, I have, uh, I, have, uh, I have a cousin who actually lives in Geneva, so I, I think it's six hours. Uh, but uh, it's it's fine living over there. I think yeah. the longest trip is probably less than five hours. Uh, yeah. I think every commute is done by bus. I think you sleep in your own bed every night. You play what? I think 55 or 56 games in a season or something like that. You play a couple of times a week. Not I'm a bad life. A comeback. That sounds good. Uh, yeah. By the way, I was told that every team is sponsored by a car dealership or a car company and nice. uh, everyone uh, ends up getting a car too. So that's uh there's worse <laughs> things in life, my friend. <laughs> it is. There is. There's worse. Thi- all right. Okay. Uh, in ending. Uh, all right. Uh, you, your thoughts on what we're going to see in, uh, in, uh, in Boston. Hopefully like Martin says, it's about the answer. I'm not sure you said it tonight in the press conference. I didn't get to see it because I was with you, but, yeah. What's the answer going to be like? In Montreal, they, they have answered in the past, right? They, 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 even though they're a young team, I know that Savard and Madison and even Suzuki is a young leader and Martin knows what to say. They'll show up. Is it going to be a win? I'm not sure. 
but it's going to be a better effort than tonight, that I'm sure. And uh, let's hope they give up. They give a good show when I go to Montreal on Tuesday. Hey, Phil, merci beaucoup. Hey, um, I don't know if you noticed anything different with me tonight. Did you notice anything different? Uh, no, hoodie, maybe? Uh, no, uh... I'm not wearing those big headsets there. Oh, I got, what happened? Uh, That's true. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? I got to tell you so something. Your budget now, or what? I, I, I know, I know what you're wearing, and uh, yeah. and I had a big problem that the ones that you're wearing, believe mm -hmm. me when I tell you, they f they would follow to my ears all the time, and I went with like a bunch of different companies, and they all kept falling out of my ear, and this one here, as you see, it hooks yeah. around the ear, nice. and I researched this extensively. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Alain from A1 Sport, who is actually the distributor who brings these in and puts them into uh, several stores. All right. These are called, they're from the company called Shocks. S-H-O-K-Z. They're absolutely fantastic. And I'm going to tell you why. And I'm, I'm giving them a ringing endorsement. I want everyone to hear it. The awesome. reason why this technology is amazing is because with the noise-canceling technology that so many companies use nowadays, you yeah. know, and people that are working out or they're jogging in the streets or they're running in the streets, they don't end up hearing what's going on around them. Uh, unfortunately, it's led to some accidents and some people get hurt. These don't go in the ear. They're called the open fit. They sit on top. So I can actually hear terrific sound. And if you're talking to me or someone else is talking to me in the street or when I'm at the gym or when I'm jogging or running or whatever, I get to hear, uh, you know, uh, the cars. I get to hear everything. If someone says something, I get to. They're amazing. I, so I highly recommend, highly recommend. Shocks, open fit. Amazing. All right. I hope you try them out at one point. But I mean, if you, you like yours, address, you like you yours. Send me some. Some. Yeah, well, I'll try. I'll try. You know what? It's out there. Uh, I appreciate it once again. Look, you took time from Florida? Yeah. Yeah? With my that's, mom here. Yeah, my mom's been I, here for, for a week with my aunt, and uh, it's been fun. Yeah, yeah. Am I retired? Pretty... Enjoying it. Yeah, listen, I, I appreciate it. And honestly, until tonight, watching some good hockey from the Montreal Canadiens. Stay with yeah. it. It's going to be better. I you know. I appreciate you watching some time. good hockey, playing some bad golf. Yeah, I, the, I appreciate yeah, you the taking thing. the time once again. Go back and enjoy Florida. We'll talk to you soon. All right, bud. Bye. All right, there you have it, Phil Boucher. Uh, by the way, folks, just so you know, right? Uh, like I have probably a good twenty pairs of different headphones in this house. All right, um, I have about twenty pairs. Okay, I I gave them an endorsement because. Every single pair that I had that were small like this would fall out of my ears. And I was waiting to find one pair that did not. And I finally found the pair that didn't. And I absolutely love them. And that's why I give them the endorsement. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, on, on that note, if they heard me say it and they want to send me 20 pairs, I'll take it. All right. Okay. Uh, all kidding aside, thanks everyone for watching. We're going to end it tonight. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night, same time, same place. I won't be there, but I would imagine Matt O'Han and maybe even Shane Gomo. Uh, but uh, we're, um, you know, if you if you liked it, like it, 
share with your friends, comment sick, S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K, and leave us a five-star review on Apple. It's our way of feeling the love. The Canadians lay an egg tonight. I think it's fatigue. I don't think it's the end of the world. I'm not making excuses for them. Trust me when I tell you that. If I have to give it to them, I'll give it to them. But I just, once again, I saw this one coming from a mile away. Um, It'll be better on Saturday. I don't think they'll win. It will be better. I think they're going to pay back the Ottawa Senators on Tuesday night, and they'll beat Ottawa right here in Montreal. Uh, On that note, for Agnello and Juliana and Master Control, they're Cavallaro. I'm Marinaro. Have a good night, even though the Habs lose. Ciao for now. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination. 